everyone. I'm Curtis Johnson, Vice President of Housing Strategy for Catholic Charities USA, also known as CCUSA. Welcome to the CCUSA Healthy Housing Initiative newsletter podcast. CCA, CCUSA's Healthy Housing Initiative is a five-year collaboration between Catholic Health and Catholic Charities in five cities, Detroit, Las Vegas, Portland, Oregon, St. Louis, and Spokane. And it has three goals. One is to reduce chronic homelessness by 20%. Second is to decrease hospital utilization by those housed by 25%. And the third is to connect 35% of those, new, those newly housed people to primary care and, health, and behavioral health services. To let, today, we're, we're going to learn more about Providence Providence's healthy housing collaboration with Catholic Charities of Oregon in and around greater metropolitan Portland. Our guest today is Lisa Vance, President of Operations and Strategy of Providence North. Welcome, Ms. Vance. Thank you, Curtis. It's a pleasure to be here. Excellent. Lisa Vance has been a leader in the Providence Health System for 35 years. She, currently, she is currently responsible for services in Alaska, Washington, Montana, and Oregon. During the pandemic, she led Providence in delivering $487 million in services to people in Oregon and Southwest Washington, including thousands of COVID vaccines to vulnerable people. One of her most cherished opportunities at Providence has been to build and develop community health services with laser focus on populations who are poor and vulnerable, like the one we're targeting, chronic homelessness. Lisa enjoys advocacy, creating new community partnerships, and focusing on diversity, equity, and inclusion within Providence ministries and communities. In addition to her work at Providence, Ms. Vance has served a variety of community boards, including the Oregon Food Bank, the Urban League, and the Donate Life Northwest or Oregon Donation Program. Lisa is a fellow of the Health Management Academy and has a long history with the University of Oregon, where she serves on the foundation board. Moreover, she, she participates in both the President Society and the Duck Athletic Fund. So with that, I'll say go Ducks and welcome again, Lisa Vance. <laughs> thank you, Curtis, and thanks for the go Ducks. <laughs> no problem, no problem. So let's 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 get right into it. Um, would you, Lisa? Would you help us understand more about Providence's mission, objectives, and your role there? Sure. So first and foremost, our mission is to relate the healing love of Jesus, especially to those who are poor and vulnerable. And when we think about our housing work. To me, that's spot on the target. And we have housing initiatives across all of our enterprise, specifically what I know the most about, of course, is in Oregon and Washington. My role for the organization uh, has been many things. I'm actually just about ready to retire, Curtis. Uh, at the end of the year, we've just announced that. Oh, but wow. uh, I, yes, I have had the... Um, incredible honor and blessing to serve uh, in a variety of ministries from 
uh, hospital executive leadership to parts of a region to working at our system where we spread the work of our clinical institutes and then came back to help run the regions. Uh, and so my role is really to assure that we are meeting the health needs of our community, uh, that we are good stewards of the resources that we have been given. And I would have to say today, one of the big pieces of that is recovering from the pandemic and the current challenges that we're having uh, with uh, staff shortages uh, and just the real, um, I would say, high stress times for our caregivers to come back into the care settings again. Absolutely, absolutely. Well, I guess our timing is great with you announcing your retirement. So uh, we're, we're doubly glad that we, we at least got to get you, uh, we're able to get you for this uh, interview. Um, would you share some of the reasons you and your team at Providence in Portland specifically responded to Catholic Charities of Oregon's request to participate in the Healthy Housing Initiative? Just, just, just tell us why the Healthy Housing Initiative uh, is an effort that you think uh, a health system should explore or support. Sure. Well, I had the good uh, pleasure of meeting Rick Burkle, who was really integral with Catholic Charities in Oregon. And we both have a mission that is driven to take care of our communities. And we both do it in a little bit different way, which I think is very complementary of each other. And as you look at very vulnerable patients uh, and the social determinants of health, housing, and I would say safe housing, is absolutely critical to that. So as Rick and I and our mutual teams began to brainstorm. Uh, we wondered if we could come together to look at our communities and co-invest in safe housing, especially for those who may live on the street but have had a health issue and need to be discharged from the hospital to a safe environment to continue to get well. And so we, we started to look at those things together and then from that, we also had the good fortune of the diocese in Oregon um, sharing the fact that they would be willing to donate some of their property for us to potentially do joint ventures on to then not only involve the par local parish in support of those individuals, but then also Providence and Catholic Charities. So really it was a, a trio of activities that brought us together and today we're excited to say that we have several projects coming along, one in place where Providence is offering uh, some health services, what we might call wrap services to help support those individuals who are in recovery. And uh, the Catholic Charities Group does what they do well, which is helping to house people and helping them find a new path in their life. So it's been really a remarkable opportunity. Wow, that's incredible. And I, I like the way you describe it as the trio. Um, you just, it's, it's a collaboration work doing this work, as you know. So uh, I, I appreciate that. So, <clears throat> you know, I, I'm not even sure my next question, you know, since you're retiring, we understand that your promotion to president of operations and strategy expanded your territory, which I found incredible. And, and now you're your, your territory is, uh, covers two of our healthy housing cities, not just Portland, but 
Spokane. So given the time that you're still here, which we're grateful <laughs> for, um, I, I just wonder if expanding your, your territory like that, how it might change your perspective of healthy housing and, and if, if in fact healthy housing might even play a role in some of your broader strategies. Yes, absolutely. I, I think in every one of our regions today, we discuss the social determinants of health every day, every time we, we talk about improving the health of our community. I do know in our Spokane ministry, we are actively involved in creating housing uh, for respite as well as uh, supportive housing for longer term uh, collaboration. And I do know that the diocese has been involved in that as well in the Spokane area. So I um, would say that we've got several pretty successful uh, examples of how we can all work at the top of our capability and bring those skills to the table. And I, I think there'll be continued opportunities as we look to the future. And, um, you know, I know that my colleagues in Alaska have looked at a variety of ways to do that uh, and Montana as well. So, you know, we're open for conversations. It's important for us that we connect with those local um, uh, supportive ministries that we can form partnerships so that we're not duplicating any of the resources because today it's a challenge, right? To use our resources in a, in a very uh, um, meaningful and highly stewardshiped way. Sure. Well, you know, that, that's a great segue. You, you mentioned the social determinants of health and me being an old houser, I, you know, I really didn't focus in on that as much as, you know, I did until I got involved in this initiative. So I was wondering if you could, I don't know, um, clarify or simplify that concept of social determinants of health and, and, and also explain to us how the social determinants of health influence providence in terms of operation strategy, particularly or especially as it pertains to chronically homeless persons. Sure. Well, it goes back to um, uh, Professor Maslow and Maslow's hierarchy, who uh, laid out the plan to say that to be a fully activated person, you need basics. And one of those is shelter. Uh, and we use the term housing uh, for that in this case. And as we care for the whole person, and I think that's one thing Catholic healthcare really does stress is the caring of the whole person. We need to not only look at the illness that brings the person to seek out medical attention, but also to look at healing of the whole person and assuring that we may be able to prevent health occurrences by assuring a safe environment for someone to either recover or maybe not get into a circumstance that houselessness would lead them to. And so we're very aware of that. Um, and I would also say that when we do have a patient who's ready to go home, but needs to have a clean, safe environment, it's our first worry to say, where is that for a homeless person? And so being able to put our unified ministries together 
has helped us feel better about our discharge of patients, that they're going to a safe environment and giving them an opportunity to become well. Fantastic. So that, that, that was helpful. Um, and I, I will tell you your reference to Maslow because like I said, I'm an old Hauser and I, and I always believe, boy, it's gotta start there. You need that shelter, that safe space. And then as a health provider, you're, you're not only saying safe, but it's gotta be clean and sanitary and all those things in order to take care of the whole person. That's, that's excellent. So um, one of the things when I, I was going through your bio, I saw that you, 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 you've uh, focused on uh, diversity, equity, inclusion, and certainly um, we can look at the population that we're zeroing in on chronic homeless and certainly see the disparities, uh, particularly racial disparities in that group. I just wanted to know how is Providence addressing racial disparities in healthcare, uh, especially in a population like the chronic homelessness, but moreover, uh, you know, how might you be able to share any of those equity lessons learned with Catholic Charities, because we're trying to center racial equity in the work of the Healthy Housing Initiative and beyond. So I just kind of pose that uh, concept to you. Well, you know, I hate to say this, but it did take almost a tragedy to shake people to their core. Mm -hmm. And okay. I think we've had many tragedies since George Floyd. Certainly. And I think all of us need to take a deep internal look at ourselves. <clears throat> and I would have to say, I've had to acknowledge that I am a white person of privilege and that does not feel good to me as a leader. Um, and especially working with Providence who looks after all individuals, especially the poor and vulnerable. And so our team really took this to heart what would make today different than our previous efforts? How would we assure the continuity of this through the decades and the you know, uh, future existence of our organization? Mm -hmm. And we spent time listening. Isn't that an interesting concept? <laughs> we, uh, we met with a lot of community agencies, <clears throat> excuse me, who serve our diverse, uh, populations, BIPOC populations, um, and I, we owned our issues. Uh, we had to listen to some really tough love. Um, and I think we all learned a tremendous amount from that. And one of the biggest lessons, Curtis, that we learned is we can't try to solve problems if we don't live those problems. And we need to be, be with those who have the challenges identify the health equity issues there and bring them in as thinking partners. And so we're not solving someone else's problem without the expertise of that population of people who may feel the health equity issues. And I think what also happened is during COVID, we were able to really gain partnerships by assuring some of the more hesitant populations had the TLC behind getting a vaccine and how we would go to their community and we would bring in 
their religious leaders, their local community leaders, and to be in partnership um, for purposes of doing things for the right reason and really engaging them. And I think we've learned so much that it is dramatically shifting our thinking for how we really do care for our community and design effective programs that reach the populations that we want to partner with. That, that was powerful and impactful. Thank you for uh, that, that sharing um, because uh, that is one of the things that, you know, we talk about, you know, the experience you, you noted. And when we're working in this, one of the things we've kind of focused on is lived experience and making sure that we not only serve our clients, but communicate with them and hear them and learn from them. So that's really important. Thank you for that. So I'm gonna shift gears a little bit and ask you a question that uh, we've kind of been wrestling with. So we, we need your, 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 your opinion on this. CCUSA convenes the five healthy housing agencies annually. And we do that to, to share strategies, best practices, um, you know, lessons learned, et cetera. I'm sure you've done similar things. And so an idea that's been um, discussed is, is to maybe even have one of those convenings as a virtual convening with not only the five agencies, but their Catholic health partners or collaborators as well. And so I just wanted to ask you a general question. If we were able to do that or make that happen, what healthy housing topics or issues do you think um, Providence or even all healthcare systems would like to see addressed? Yeah, I think that, uh, that first of all, I, I believe that's a good idea. I'm a real fan of collaborations and learning from each other uh, through each other's experience because there's always a little pearl of wisdom or an aha moment you can get from someone else and how they um, do their work. So I'm a fan of that. I, I think it would be really helpful for us to hear about other projects that have health system partners and how they are interfacing with the healthy housing because it seems like it's different in every project I've looked at. And I think even just sharing those things, we can gain some wisdom um, the, the other thing would be how the other um, uh, healthy housing projects are engaging their local states and counties because there still is a safety net. Uh, and what I have found is a real lack of coordination. There seems to be money, but everybody's trying to step over each other to get something accomplished. And I would like to figure out how can potentially we move to convener rather than competitor in this space, which just seems crazy to me. Um, but I, I think that would be another really interesting topic. Excellent. Thank you for that. So I, I, I also in your bio, and you can tell I've gone through it, I've noticed that one of the areas you enjoyed was advocacy. And I'm just wondering if there's any thoughts in that you might think might be good places or good policy or advocacy areas of collaboration for, uh, you know, the CCUSA, the, the local Catholic charities agencies and, and Providence. What, what are some things we could zero in on together from, from your point of view? 
Yeah, again, I'm going to go back to my previous comment I just made, and I think that um, there appears to be federal, state, and other grant money available for this, but the coordination is not what I would say optimized by any means. And might we think from an advocacy position that we could pull the right individuals together to show how it works to collaborate with three kind of unlikely collaborators in some ways and how it's worked and then you know show how helping to coordinate with state and local agencies that you know we might be able to be much more successful with the synergy of two plus two, maybe even equaling seven and not just four. So I think to me, that is an opportunity. Okay, I like that. You know, I, I agree with you. Collaboration is at the core of, uh, it's at the core of the Healthy Housing Initiative success. Um, I've seen that already. And uh, we just crossed over uh, <clears throat> this month into the, the second half of a five year, uh, uh, of the five-year initiative, so we're we're really zooming towards the finish line. I'd I'd ask you if, from time to time, we hear other agencies outside of the five healthy housing agencies uh, ask questions about. You know, we put out a newsletter or something. They're curious, and so when you think about the Providence footprint, what recommendations might you have for other Catholic charities outside of the initiative, but that are in your footprint that might be interested in collaborating with Providence, maybe not necessarily healthy housing, maybe it would be, but uh, how, how do they start a conversation or expand the conversation or, or just make a connection with Providence in their communities? Yeah, that's a really good question. Um, and one of the things that drives us is every year we do a community benefits needs assessment. And that assessment looks at the social determinants of health, health equity, and other factors of uh, living potentially below the federal poverty line. And we then build our services or community benefit around the findings. Um, while there isn't the same sophistication, <clears throat> excuse me, of infrastructure in a lot of our communities because there is homelessness in small to mid-sized cities and rural communities, um, not just urban. And I've been really wanting to push out into some of those communities. And so we have used our community needs assessment tool in which to have conversations with local mayors, with other agencies that, that would be supportive. And I think that's a little bit of a blueprint that we'd wanna continue to use. And as I you know, some of the infrastructure in the smaller communities, Catholic charities aren't there or um, the diocese has a very small presence or, 
you know, there's not even a county person who's looking at housing. And so I think we're going to have to get really creative on priorities uh, and not try, try to boil the ocean. So, you know, getting to those things in which we could make a difference. And in my experience, if you make something that's successful, you can share the results of those successes. And oftentimes that becomes the motivator to get more folks involved. And so it's kind of using the data inquiry side by side with let's build it and hope they come because they see the experience. Fantastic. Well, I, I'm going to tell you right now, <clears throat> I'm going to steal your don't boil the ocean uh, phrase. I, <laughs> <laughs> that is that is uh, resonated with me. So um, listen, in closing, we, we want you to know that the, you know, the Catholic Charities Agencies, both in Portland and Spokane, and as well as us here at CCUSA, we appreciate and respect the support and collaboration with Providence and the Healthy Housing Initiative and, and that collaboration and the things that have gone beyond that that we may not even know about here at CCUSA. So we, we just want to give you this opportunity to add anything. Well, Curtis, I'm very proud of the efforts that we have been able to make in partnership along with our diocese in Oregon. And, um, you know, I look forward to more people uh, jumping on the bandwagon that have uh, potential resources and time and talent to add to that. And uh, again, even uh, though I will retire, I know that this philosophy lives on in our organization, and I expect to see that more in the future. So thank you very much. Appreciate the, our conversation. Thank you very much, Ms. Lisa Vance, CCUSA and the networks. We look forward to more collaborations, opportunities uh, with Providence. Uh, we know you are retiring, but we also know that you have an extensive volunteer uh, <laughs> portfolio in your background too. So don't think we won't recognize that as well, but thank you for your time today. Thank you, Curtis. All right, enjoy your day and we will talk soon. All right, take care. All right. Thank you everyone for joining us today. Goodbye.